Canadians are struggling with affordability. That was the focus of the fall fiscal update delivered in the House of Commons yesterday. And some of the main points include more money for housing, new targets to keep the size of the deficit down, and importantly here for BC, crackdown on short-term rentals by denying income tax deductions for rental properties. It's a big one. But let's break down more of what we heard now with Finance Minister Krista Freeland, who joins us. Thank you so much for being here. Well, I am delighted to be with you, Simi, and I'm just going to dive right in. Thank you so much for spotlighting that Airbnb measure. Um, We very much had BC in mind because we know it's a real challenge in BC. We know BC has taken action there, but it's hard to enforce. And so what we've done is really, you know, I would say federal government is joining hands with the province. Um, because, you know, there are, I think all of us know in our neighborhoods, places that are like revolving door Airbnbs, that could be a place, you know, for your sister or your friend or your cousin to live in full time. And that's what we're going to help make happen. Okay, so how, how quickly is that going to take effect and what kind of accountability measures will be in place to track that? It's going to take effect right away. Um, and we're doing two things. The first is we are saying, and this is like a new idea because people have, you know, people were really racking their brain. The federal government doesn't really have jurisdiction in this space, but we wanted to help. And what we realized is people use the tax code, landlords do, to take deductions to make it economically viable to run an Airbnb. And what we're now saying is, if you're in a province like BC where you need to be registered, if your apartment is not registered as an Airbnb, if it is not officially okay, you are not allowed to claim deductions. And if you're not allowed to claim deductions, chances are it will no longer be economical for you to rent that out as an Airbnb. So that's going to be a very powerful enforcement mechanism. On top of that, we're also setting some money aside to support municipalities in their own local enforcement efforts. Hmm, okay. And can we also talk about the fiscal restraint measures that you announced yesterday? There are, a, there are a lot of concerns about the spending of the federal government, the size of the deficit right now. What are you going to do about that? Um, you know, I absolutely understand those concerns. And from my perspective, we need an economic plan that is fiscally responsible because we need to be in a position where we can make sustained investments in the things Canadians need. We need to be able to invest in housing. We're doing a lot of that now. We're doing a lot of that in the fall economic update. We need to invest in our economic plan for the industrial transition, and we're doing a lot of that as well. But we can only do that from a fiscally responsible base. And that's why, you know, I'm really glad to have the chance to point out Canada has the lowest debt and the lowest deficit in the G7. We have a AAA credit rating, and the measures that we announced yesterday make it possible for us both to make the necessary investments and to maintain that fiscally responsible position. How quickly will that happen? It's happening right now. Our, our position right now, Canada's federal finances are in a responsible place. That AAA rating is 
today. But in terms and of that's like... that's not my judgment. That's not my judgment. That's the judgment of the ratings agencies who take a look at our finances and they say, is this sustainable or not? That's their judgment. But in terms of like making sure the deficit stays within a certain percentage of GDP, you want to put those measures in place, but do they not take effect until 2026? No, those measures are in place now. I mean, we have right now today the lowest deficit to GDP ratio in the entire G7, and we have had the swiftest fiscal consolidation. So, you know, we have cut our spending back the most quickly from the height of the pandemic when we had to spend a lot of money to keep Canada going. In all of the G7, we've gone from that extraordinary position back to what I would call normal and sustainable more quickly than any other G7 country. Are you concerned, though, about the impact of interest rates? I think everyone in Canada is concerned about the impact of interest rates. And what I'm the most concerned about right now is the impact that that is having on Canadians who have a mortgage. You know, people who worked hard, were able to afford to buy a home or a condo, but haven't paid their mortgage off yet. And I'm hearing from a lot of people who are concerned that as their mortgage comes up for renewal at this time of higher interest rates, are they going to be able to afford it? And so one other element that I'm glad to have the chance to highlight for you and for everyone who's listening um, is a new thing. I don't think it's ever been done before in Canada called the Canadian Mortgage Charter, which we published in the fall economic statement yesterday. And this is the kind of tailored relief that Canadians have the right to expect from their banks when they go to renew their mortgage. Um, Anyone who is worried about renewing their mortgage, please Google this. I think this will reassure you. And this outlines some concrete things you can expect from your bank. To give you an example of the things in there, um, you can ask for a longer amortization period. And that can mean that you're going to be able to afford your mm-hmm. mortgage when you renew. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about some of these measures. Okay. Really, really good to talk to you too, and looking forward to doing it again. That's Christopher Freeland, the Deputy Prime Minister and the Federal Minister of Finance, talking about the fall fiscal update. So we had a chance to just touch on a few of the things there too. But honestly, when you talk about renewing your mortgage, there's really nothing in this day and time that would be reassuring about that process. It is a highly stressful situation. But just allow me for a second to explain a little bit more about what they announced yesterday. One of the things that happened is if you're renewing your mortgage, you know, if you have a minimum qualifying rate, it's called the stress test. Well, what they're proposing here is that if you're a homeowner with an insured mortgage that is up for renewal, you would not have to re-qualify at the minimum qualifying rate if you're switching lenders. Usually that is something that has to happen, meaning, you know, it's a much higher payment, even if you're not necessarily going to be paying that, you have to qualify at that rate. Uh, and it's just, it's a stressful stressful situation. So essentially what it means is that you can then go to a different lender without having to make that stress test. So applicants are stress tested to see if they can make payments at rates of 5.25% or, you know, higher than that. 
that's an added stress for a lot of people, right? So if you're up for renewal, you don't have to pass a stress test to re-up with your existing lender. And now it turns out you can also not have to do that if you're looking to change to another federally regulated institution. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in that. And I know a lot of concerns for people. It will be interesting to see how that income tax deduction for the rental income will make a difference, whether that'll have an impact here in BC. Just one more thing to see if that shakes out and we'll have more on that. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.